chapter 133. According to the above, we'll understand what it says, Avram called the name of Hashem, Kel Elam, the God of the universe. So remember, Kel Elam, Velay Ha'elam. It doesn't say God of the universe, it says Kel Elam, God universe. It's one. Which means not that the world is a separate thing. But the world itself is divine. Like the personality of the fruit. Which is which is a reflection. With actual personality. Of the generative power. But it came, but it comes in, but it comes, it's materialized. However, it's in a materialized fashion. Same thing, the containers the containers, they are the actual energy because as we learned before, the container of Akudim, where does it come? It's an impression from the energy. So the energy has two functions. One is it's the mazel and gives it personality. The second is that when it thickens and recedes, it turns into a container which is the seed. I have to, okay, we're going to have to see this, figure this out. This is not so simple. Same thing is in their root. They're the kalim of ak. And the root of roots, they're the letters of the impression. They're the same exact letters. That were before the tzimtzum. Shalein is chazish b'am shum davar. Nothing was innovated. Nothing new was added in them. Rakshay the tzimtzum is silica eir min aesis. Only thing is through the concealment and the removal of the energy from the letters. Nasu b'chinas mitzias davar. They became tangible. Kumashikos makmach like it says elsewhere. We learned this. So, so in other words, when God envisioned existence. So it's like this. The Kechetz Meach is the power, divine power to create. It envisions, the mazel is the air that envisions the personality of existence, like sweetness. It envisions containers, that's the tangible element of it. And the containers themselves also originate from the energy itself. Hmm. That's what he's adding now. That's Erzerua. So the energy manifests in two ways. One is in energy, in the energy of Atzilus, Eir Chochma Erbina, and second in the Kalim of Chochma Kalim Erbina. The reason I'm confused is because usually we try to, the track of containers goes on its own track. It does not, even though the energy it is the, as it, it gives it its power. For example, when the baby, when a child is beginning to develop in the mother's womb, so the container, the body, the seed is coming from a different place than the energy, but it's the energy that is actually letting it grow. So the kechet is the air that breaks into air and full air.
I have to, we have to read on, but I'm trying to just figure out the dynamic, how it works here. But that's only how the energy comes in Bakshama becomes coarse or materialized. Kshama doesn't mean physical, it means more magusha, more less refined, less refined. I don't know the word defined, more defined, more tangible, more concrete. Concretized. And the same is with all the Nivroim and all the creatures. Like he says in Shaykh Vamuna basically. In Tanya. Section two, chapter three, which we learned earlier when he spoke about the whole thing of Shaddai. Okay, we have to see how he ties it all together. Let's just read on. So all the creatures are really Erviziv that all the creatures are really only the, the, the light and the reflection that extends to them from the power of the divine that shine, that uh, that flows over them and creates them because the divine reflection itself the reflection of God comes in Hakshama, comes in some type of concrete or f- manifest way, and becomes a mitzvah's dover, comes an object. So when Hashem says, Yehi Eir, so it's divine words that is making Eir, but it's taking on the shape what we call Eir, physical light. And that's what it means, Avram Kelelem. She'elem u'elakus mamish. That the world is elakus mamish. Well, let's talk like he said with the uh, the apple. The apple is like he says the pri. So ha'ara emochus keichet semeach rakshabah ba'akshama. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The kelim that's an olive oil, correct? That's what it says. Shachar Ramuna. That's not a chiddush for me. So basically, the world is alakus. Now it says the Hashem is Rom is above, exalted above all nations. And the and his heavens is his glory. This pasuk is referring to what the goyim say. That the goyim say, that in, his, in heavens his glory is there. But God left Ozav. He exited. He left. No, he left it in the hands of the Sodom and the Malachim to govern. Gonna say, one second, one second. Was of Hashem, the Hashem, Ramakogaim Hashem. He left the was of Hashem as Aretz, and God Hashem left the earth. God forbid. Vizel lefita usam, and this is according to their mistake. Shacheshem damshokas achaisem menis baruch leyomus ubederich ilavol. This is their mistake that they think that the flow of energy, the transmission of energy from the divine to the world, is in a form of ilavol, cause and effect. So what means cause and effect? So it means that we have some similarity with the divine. 
since we have some similarity, so God is far superior to us, so He remains up there. And the flow continues on, and there's... And ill of all cause and effect, there's two things. That from the actual personality of the illa, of the cause, manifests in the effect. Like the mind and, and the, the, the intellect and emotions. The actual mind manifests in emotions. The only thing is, is the outer dimension of the, the mind. For example, when the sun shines on earth, it doesn't manifest on earth, it just shines. The mind, when it enters the emotions, it's actually, the mind itself is impacting on them. Enclothed in them. And because it manifests within, it's enclosed within, it therefore inevitably, naturally causes a shinui, a change in the cause. So let's say a teacher is teaching a student. He's not doing it aloof and distance. He's involved. And he's involved. So he has to, he's involved. So he's immersed, committed, and therefore it has to have an impact on him. Fa'abehe is a different Indian in the world. The muhusa ol ain't a muhusa illa. That the personality of the two are not, the personality of the core effect is not the same personality as the cause. Ukumay shamidis he muhus achem muhusa seichel. Actually, it's not a different way. No, no, no. He's saying there's two elements in it. One is that one manifests inside the other, and the a second element is that it's not of the same personality. The same level. He's not talking two different types. So you have like a, a type of like the teacher is not the student just because he commits himself to the student. So the cause and effect have a relationship with each other, but they also have a separation. They're not of the same personality. When the mind affects your feelings. For example, you think about something and it arouses an attraction to it, the object. So the mind is being affected because it's manifesting, it's invested in this. But the heart and the emotions are not the mind. They're two different things. And the fact that the the creation of this is only as only a revelation. Mm-hmm. There we go. Not that the midas coming from the seichel. Midas have their own personality; they have their own root. When you think about it, it cause, it awakens them, but awakens something that was there already before. That's what he's saying here. Because there's also mitzvahs. I mean, the feelings we have all the time: attraction, repulsion, and so on. They get revealed to the seichel. If there were no feelings, there would have been no cre- No, they would never have emerged from the seichel. So, in other words, if, this, if there was no such thing as feelings, if a person only has a mind, a computer can generate all kinds of ideas, but it's not going to create any emotions because a computer doesn't have emotions. So, you have, since you have feelings. The mind is like a catalyst that that that, that stimulates them. So I thought it's called the imes, not Tanya. They give birth to the midas. There's a discussion on this as well. What means they give birth? So then it says that midas, however, ever shaders that outside. It's like parents give birth to a child, but it's not. 
the child is there, you know, there's the neshama. Not sure how we're going here. Let's see where he's gone. The same thing is another ilval and intelligence itself. The example I just gave. Like a teacher and a student. The student receives a transmission from the teacher. And he becomes through this a a person, an intelligent person. This is only because the, the Talmud is already has Seichel on his own. The teacher can't implant Seichel into him. Yep. Because if he had no Seichel, if, no, if he had no ability to have, if he didn't have it in mind, Seichel means a person with the capacity to have a mind. Through teaching him, is not going to suddenly create Seichel by him. Kim Kasher, who Seichel. Rather, when he's already an intelligent person, the teacher, the transmission, the, the education of this teacher affects him, his galus affects in him to reveal and awaken the power of his intelligence, that he should act on it, that he should actualize it. And the way he impacts and reveals it is through the slapshus. The cause, the teacher here, invests himself in the student. He's not just standing separate. He's involved in it. He's immersed. He's contained by it. He's grasped by it. Okay. He's saying back. He's giving the example. When 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 you are in a, in a mode of let's say chesed or this, you're not in another mode. It means you're invested in it. You're not detached. So when you're revealing one emotion, you're not revealing another. Mode. And definitely when when someone is ashpos asech, why is it even more so? Because when a teacher is teaching a student, he can't be doing something else at the time. He's, he's completely immersed in it. <coughs> And that's why in cause and effect you have to say that they are the cause and effect are commensurate to one another. The emotions are commensurate to the intelligence. Same thing in Seichel itself. Two examples of Ilavala here. There has to be some proportion between in relationship between the teacher and the student, they are commensurate to one another. Now it goes back to the Goyim, Ramal Kol Goyim Hashem, So they said, what was their mistake? They saw God as ill of all. A relationship is an ill of all, like a teacher and a student. So he said, well, if to Usam, according to their mistake, Shechenu Bam Shachas Yisavas Achayis, but many use Baruch. That the same thing is with the way God energizes existence. He's more so since they see God that is that is somewhat related to us and is in just just greater than us, but still has a there's a commensurate relationship. He's not infinitely distant, so it's a form of ilavol. He's like the higher power. We're a weaker power. So they say, They say the heavens are to him. So he belongs in heaven. He doesn't belong on earth, which is inferior to heaven. 
that alone tells you that there's a that, that there's a relationship. Because if there was no relationship, what he means it can be anywhere equally. So they're giving it levels. In other words, this teacher doesn't belong with these students. He belongs in heaven. And what we have is something more related to us, basically. But in truth, this is not the case. That heaven is also infinitely distant from godliness, just like earth. That he has to mashpili, he has to lower himself to see both heaven and earth. So it's not like uh, he's in heaven and then he lowers himself. He's altogether beyond both. And the creation of existence from God is only from a reflection. So there's whole mamorim just on this question. This is based on this. Terer, Pasha Vayera, this Posuk. This is the Esesphiris. This is how God manifests in structure. It's only from a reflection. And it does not cause any effect in him. If he was a teacher and a student, or like Moichin and made this intellect emotions, so he's invested in it. Here he's beyond it all, so it doesn't have any impact on him. And Esavus is that actual, the actual personality of the creations came literally from Melakus. You see, when it comes to teacher and student, or Meichon Amidus, as we said, the student doesn't come from the teacher. Only the revelation of his seichel comes from the teacher, because they are commensurate. Here he's saying the actual existence that we are comes from God. It's not just God is stimulating something that's there already. How does that fit with the apple? With the fruit? Because the fruit itself is the case of Semech. He's going to continue here saying, okay. Yeah. That means from a reflection from God. That this reflection, that itself became like the reflection of the power of generative power in the earth thickens and materializes and creates the personality of a fruit and this does not cause any change in the power to create like I said it doesn't weaken it you can continue giving birth and regenerating and, and sprouting seeds uh, plants forever so the is the in other words and manifest in the fruit. One second, one second. I have to think of a second. It does weaken the first mahus. If you're saying that it's the actual spiritual that becomes thickened and becomes gashmi, then it has the power to regenerate forever. Hold on a second. There's a ruam. 
So they bring into the Gvul of Alakus, they bring Alakus into it. Kamoikin Hulamaila, same thing as above, Sha'ora, Alakiatmo, Alakisatmo, Mizgash, Vidnasamitis Nivra. That the divine reflection of godliness itself became, became material and became the existence of creation. So that's the Kayachet Semeach in the earth actually becomes the physical this existence. This is why the resources aren't limited in the earth, because it's... it's right. Yeah. No, 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 I understand that, but, but the question is... We have a question. No, no, my question in that is... My question, however, is how it goes back to the whole thing with the Kalim. Okay. I still... So the air is also the thing that creates the keli. That's the bottom line is what he's saying. Yeah, because he said before, Shaddai is what? The air of the key is limiting the flow. The divine energy is limiting the flow. And that's what creates the container, which is the seed. The limitation here. And this is what Rav Ram revealed and notified the world and declared in the world And he said That God exists is one with existence. That the world is divine. This is also what Rav say. And until Avram, there was no old age. No aging. There's no aging or old age. Aging in general, they didn't get older. No, they, they got older, but they, they, it was the same thing. So twenty year old was the same thing as eight hundred year old. But twenty or ten. Aging means that it was not. What stop? What point did it stop? Whatever they were until they died. Yeah, but it's like they say they were the same until they were Shama left their no. What was the same? What's that? They were like. I thought that was some Yitz. 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 Till the marble, they say that. Till marble. Yeah. But they say Yitzah. 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 And the Magid teaches, the meaning of this is that there was no revelation of the 13 Tikkuni Dikna, which is the 13... Attributes of mercy. That's what you give me Dikna means the, the beard, the... The face, the, the the things of the beard, right? The tikkunim, the thirteen uh, strands, which correspond to the thirteen attributes. Tikkun, zelkun. The thirteen, uh, the thirteen. What do they call them? They said the Balshamtov. You could see thirteen sections of his beard. Ad Avram shekorakel elam until Avram. Thirteen. <laughs> Ad Avram till Avram, who, who, who called, who called out and declared, God is the universe. God is the universe. But what does it, what does it have to do with Kel Elam? This is also connected to this, to the, the age thing, we'll see. to the fact that people got older. We'll see. He's explaining now. 
He's explaining. So what means do I have a zikna? What means there was no... There was... Ah, because this zikna shows on the beard, it becomes white. <laughs> so what does that mean? Till Avram there was no zikna. But Avram began the... Avram zokan boba yomen, right? Avram zokan, he aged. What means? Because by Avram was a revelation of the level of zokan of the Yud Kimmel, the 13 strands of the beard. Strands, that's the word. Till Avram, he called Kel Elam. Because before Avram, basically the divine remained concealed. He brought down the 13 strands, right? The Indian who the Indian this is, didn't you do it? That side is him, and here's come from the leftovers of the Mechen. This literally means, so this explains, like, you know, when you pull here, excessive. So uh, when you cut it, it doesn't hurt, but when you pull it, it does, because there's a little nerve endings that connect to the mind. So Cyrus are it's considered to be in Ruchnius, a level that Meichen, drops of Meichen go through it, go through the hair strands. It's a level of Ruchnius and Gashmius it's harder to understand because it's not like the hair has any intelligence but it means that the hair has because that's why hair that grows on the head is very uh, sacred you have the time to learn the, the midbar the Levim had to shave it you have women covering their hair Growing hair, long hair. Hair is a big thing. Nazir. What's, what's, why is hair so significant? So there's a memory from the Alter Rebbe. It's brought in some of Tzadik. Derechum Tzasecha. Tegalachas Mitzayra. It's a whole discussion that hair, especially facial hair, has a lot of sanctity to it because it's receiving energy from the highest level of the soul. So in Ruchnius it's very clear. It means like the level of Kesser and the skull and the brain. So the hair there is the transmissions of energy that is, flows in a very symptomatic way. And what it evolves in physical terms, it's us. It's would, our hair. Why the, would this most stream have the sacredness if it's so it's so concealed that you can cut the, the cut the hair and not feel any pain or anything? But like it's because it's connected to a very high source. That's why. It's 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 cleaning it from you. It's it's taking it's it's because it's connecting it from that high source. When you cut the hair, you don't feel any pain. Nevertheless, they have some measure, some diminished measure of life from the mind. Because the hair are hollow. It's like the hair follicle. There's a little, there's very, there's nerves in the hair follicles. Here, follicle, the edge, when they connect to the brain, to the skull, there's little. If you look closely, there's like a hole there. A very, very small uh, uh, opening, cavity. Which, which manifests in them the energy. As I said, you have to start in ruchnius to understand this. If you start physically, you're not going to get it completely. And spiritually, understand then it evolves the way it is because we're creating the divine image. Even our hair is in that. So, you know, why is their hair on the head altogether? Because it wants to show that there's an energy that flows out into the hair and it has power. It has a lot of power. I, I'm, I'm, I once wrote an article, I never really published it, about why women have to cover hair based on this whole discussion. Cause, uh, and also all of us. You see, women grow hair long, men are supposed to cut their hair. The Levim and the Midbar had to shave every day. A coin has to take haircut all the time. <coughs> Yeah, I'm yeah, only once that they cut off all their hair. Who did? Oh. I'm a I'm protesting. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Protest is not, I don't know if you have to protest. Yeah, one time. It was a one time sivui, one, 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 one time commandment. Everything. Everything. Yeah. One time. Yeah. You mean one time for each baby? Yeah, the legs. Yeah. Yeah. 
No, it was a one-time thing in the, in the desert. Oh, so yeah. But later in the base, the Krayhanim have to... One second. How often do the Krayhanim have to cut the ears? Krayhanim? Only a Krayhanim. Yeah. I have to do it every day. Every day, Krayhanim. But if you look at Sigalachas Mitzayda, also Mitzayda, connected to the hair, the nozir, the hair. Why is a nozir growing a hair? Why can't he take a haircut? The beard, the beard is also but it's hair in general it's facial hair primarily you're talking hair is your article about the hair of women is it on um, no no I never I never finished it I have to still it's like an, a, it's a draft I have to I never finished it okay v'hinei mechus ha-sayde he gufa he ma'achaye shebemeyach shemesavu mezgashim v'nas ha-sayde now the mechus ha-sayde the actual the actual here, uh, uh, strand of hair itself is from the Chai Shebemech, also comes from the energy of the mind. Shemesava, that thickened Umizgashim and became materialized. The Nasa Saida became a hair strand. The, the, wow. the brain power, it's actually actually brain power. How do we know this? Oh, wait, he says, I mean, we say sometimes about bald people that God created a few people. Perfect heads and the rest he covered with hair. <laughs> if you hear that one, um, but here's the other. Hey, that's all right. <laughs> but here's the other way around. Here's the other way around. Here's the other way around. He's saying the can actually create the hair. Okay, let's see. and it's a creation is in such a is coming into being in such a way. It becomes like a separate thing, the gamli minaguf, separate from the body. To the point you don't feel any pain when you cut it. And in truth, it's coming from the life force itself that became a hair, a hair strand. Really? You didn't know that? No, I didn't. I didn't know something. Well, in Ruchanis, for sure, this is the case. In Gashmis, I'm not sure. Now, hair has power that is clear. Well, by the Nozir, that's the biggest one. Shimshin Hagibur. You know, the hair had power. So, the hair has definitely great power. Hair also has the ability, like even you see, God forbid, lice. Here has, uh, this is where um, the maggots gather because there's energy to be gleaned from the hair. You know. um, the reason that they had to shave the hair or cover the hair is because here has unique sachetzenim, has the ability to give off, has a lot of power, and if it's not protected well, it's not covered, the negative forces gather there. That's why here has a lot of tuma connected to it. Wherever there's a lot of kadusha, there's always tuma. Whenever there's a lot of tara, there's always tuma. That's that's how you know. But how come it has so much power, but it's it's dead, it's dead in the sense it's one of the reasons that there's one, one of the reasons that hair grows in certain parts of the body, not an accident. It grows in parts of the body that have released a lot of heat or need more protection than other parts of the body, because hair is an absorber. That's on a very physical level. This is scientifically so. That's why hair grows on the head, it grows in other parts, it grows in areas of the sexual areas, for this reason. Um, it's, it's, a, it's, it's a type of uh, covering. It's a covering like a, like a garment. 
and it also protects. Here is one of the biggest best things that that, cat, that catch uh, bacteria and infections and so on. The head is a, obviously a place that has a lot of power. Simply, you know, it's the central nervous system. So it's like, uh, yeah, yeah, that's, yeah. So this makes sense totally. So therefore, you can understand here has a dual thing. On one hand, it's around. It's basically it's around a lot of power, but it doesn't have its own protection. So if it's not covered properly. It can become very come 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 tummy. You know, you say sarbi isha erva. The hair of a woman is erva, sexual. Not that doesn't, that doesn't say it's bad. It means it's intimate. You look at advertisements for anything that's connected with hair. You'll see how they use women's hair. You see right away they use it always in a sexual way. Hair. No, this, this talks about because a woman malchus her hair is far more powerful than a man's hair. That's why a woman before marriage doesn't have to cover her hair, and she can grow her hair long. And men are not supposed to cover, grow hair, their hair long. It's a real paradox. Why? If woman's hair has such power, they should be cutting it right away and should cover it all the time. On the other hand, men, why shouldn't men grow hair? And men don't have to cover it. This, this is all part of what I've been writing. This, the, the answer is because the woman's hair is far more powerful. And connected to Malchus and so on. So before she's married, because before marriage there's no sexual energy yet. There's sexual energy, but I mean it hasn't been released in any real way. I understand you start asking about our day and age is different, but that's not talking. We're talking about a halachalik. The halachalik in the Shulchanalik it says that all women have to cut their hair even before they're married. Yeah, I remember learning that. I I was just thinking that. Yeah, but the Rebbe has a whole. The Rebbe has letters about this. So how come we don't? How come they don't? How come they don't? Judaism That's not why. There's 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 about it. It's not a lack. It's not laxity. Okay. The Rebbe has a whole letter about this. Seven years old. Okay. Anyway, point point being point. Anyway, the point is the answer. Yeah, the chassidus answer is because of that. Marriage releases this energy. Like there's a lot of things that are in this type of category. Remember, it's the paradox works like this. Wherever there's a lot of gedusha, there's always potential a lot of tuma. For example, it says a Jew's body is metama, a non-Jew's is not. Why? And while he's alive, there's no tuma. It's because there's a lot of gedusha there. So think of it like bacteria. Where do they gather? They gather with his uh, energy. They don't gather in arid, dry places. Why do you need to sterilize a uh, surgery room? Because when you open up the internal organs, that's where they—that's the most prone place for infection. Infections go where there's a lot of energy. They don't go where there's no. They go fishing with this fish, as they say. It's like fundraisers. <laughs> you understand? <laughs> they go fishing with this fish, and uh, and as such. So there's a lot of kedusha. There's always this. Anyway, so to go back, the thing I didn't realize that he's saying even more that the chayis is actually the sire is the chayis. That I haven't seen before. I think maybe I have. I don't remember. The same thing as the creation of the of creatures. They are actually the, energy, the light and reflection from the power that flows into them. Is the divine reflection from which comes the actual creation, the creature. And this is what Avram revealed, 
and he announced and declared to the world, the shame kale, who And this is what it means that he drew down and revealed the thirteen strands of the beard, which is the here. That's shame kale, because shame kale is the first of the the first tikkun of the thirteen. You know, kale kale, molirachim, kale kale chan, and so on. Thirteen attributes of mercy, compassion. I'm going to stop here. This is already too much for me. Um, let's stop here. So we did the, the, the first half of chapter 133, page 257 and 258.